Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the show where we talk about musicals and what they teach us. Wow, I, it's a really well-named show, if that's what we're doing. I came up with it all by myself. Did you? Yeah, thanks. Oh, you. <laughs> I am Zane C. Weber, and that sultry tone that you just heard was... The still slightly ill Miranda <laughs> Selwood. <laughs> and joining us today to talk about Jekyll and Hyde is our super special guest, Patrick Aiken. Hello. Hey, Patty. Uh, I am Patrick Aiken. Hello. <laughs> now, let's put all the cards on the table. I, don't, I didn't bring any. Sickness has swept through the Brisbane community. <laughs> it's awful. Plague. Our original <laughs> guest for this musical was unable to make it. And I called Patrick and I said, Patrick... Talk about Jekyll and Hyde. I need you to come. Patrick, we know you have plenty of free time. (laughs) (laughs) You've got nothing going for you. Come in. We have cheese. And I said yes. (laughs) And so we plied him with cheese and we're going to talk to him about Jekyll and Hyde. Have you ever listened to Jekyll and Hyde? Before today? Yeah. No. Oh, well, my next question is, have you ever seen Jekyll and Hyde? But I guess not. No, no, I have not seen Jekyll and Hyde. I've read the book. I read the book in high school. Oh, well, see, most people haven't. The novella. It's not too long. If you want to read it, it takes, you know, maybe a day, an afternoon. Is it in large print or are there pictures? I'm sure you could get large print. There's a (laughs) picture on the front. old, There's a picture on the front. Um, It's quite a good one. Yeah. No, I, I quite enjoyed the book, actually. It's... Very, it shows you how much um, sort of that traditional idea of Jekyll and Hyde and him turning into sort of a Hulk beast. It's not really what happens in the book at all. And it's a really cool idea in the book and it seems a lot more realistic and a bit more scary because of that. Oh, we're not talking about the book. We're talking about the musical. In fact, before we talk about the musical, we're talking about Patrick. My least favorite topic. (laughs) We have a get to know you quiz and we are going to subject you to it. Getting to know you. Getting to know all. Extended version about you. Even though she's sick, she can still manage it. I can. I can still. Such a trooper. Show must go on. Okay, Patrick. Which musical character would other people compare you to? This one is really hard, and I listen to your podcast a lot, and I know that a lot of people struggle with this. So, look, I'm, I know, know I'm not special. It's hard to reflect, I think. Um, I, I would love to hear your thoughts 
both well, of you. Um, I, I said the dentist from Little Shop Horrors, which is... Which was shouted down by the rest of the table. <laughs> Terrible I idea, Miranda. Object <laughs> Nothing's... I, I object to that, um, even though I He doesn't it. wear a leather jacket, doesn't no. ride a motorcycle. I don't think he beats women uh, well, or reckon, anyone else. That Not that I'm, I'm, I'm too lazy, <laughs> I think, is the, the main barrier to that. No, um, I had uh, Emmett from Legally Blonde. I don't really like Emmett, but I can see I that can people see might that. sort of... Or I had the baker as well, but I feel like he's just kind of an everyman, so it's very easy to compare people to the baker. Well, there you go. Um, You're the everyman. But I feel like it's just any sort of slightly downtrodden person who's trying to do the right thing. I feel like that is probably the vibe I give off. Um, especially See, oh, for auditions. I don't, and I don't view Emmett that way. I think I Emmett I... is kind of a studious character that's doing his own thing and then he and Elle kind of have that in common. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's only downtrodden in comparison to Warner. No, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. And look, to be honest, I don't really like Emmett. <laughs> so can you get me something better? Okay, that's what right. I'm asking for. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. For you, next time you come in, we're going to have a better answer to this question. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'll hold you Yeah, so Patrick will you be that. coming in to do the musical that he picked. And oh, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. In it's fact, no, I won't say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep the audience in suspense. Let's until move then. on. But uh, yeah, so what musical character would you like other people to compare you to? I have two. Can I have two? You They're from the same two. show. They're kind of like two sides of the same coin. Is it Jekyll and Hyde? No. Oh, God, God, no. Um, no Is it Emma and Lucy? They are. They're, they're, bo- they're both female. Um, okay. It's Sonia Rostova and um, Maria Dmitrievna from The Great Comet. Okay. Um, yeah. And I find them, they're both really... That's, that's very new and topical. It is. I got, I got to see the show. I was very lucky. Um, and I just really love both of those characters. They both sort of, in their own ways, Sonia is just the personification of loyalty and sacrificing everything to do the right thing. And I think that's a Aww. wonderful way to aspire to be. She doesn't aspire for greatness or ambition. Her role and directives are just to try and do the right thing no matter the cost. And it's wonderful. Maria... In the same way, yes, but she's a kind of, she's the godmother and she's a bit more brassy and strict and over the top, but again, fiercely loyal, always trying to make sure the right thing is done and that everyone is looked after in the way that they should be. And I think those sorts of characters, they're important people and they're the kind of people in your life that make your life better. Yeah. And I think that's, I'm probably not that person, but it's the kind of person I'd like to be. And one day I hope people go, Patrick, you're quite like the godmother character <laughs> in Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. So. At the moment, you're more like the godmother in, say, Cinderella. Yeah, thanks, Miranda. Yeah. Cheers <laughs> for that one. That's, that's, that's good to know. Um, shall I leave? <laughs> I think if you didn't say the name, you could apply all of those descriptions, except Brassy. To Emmett, I think you could say that. Emmett's boring. Maybe I just don't like Legally Blonde that much. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you just like... want to be a more dynamic version of that kind of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, I want, I, to be inter- I want to be interesting. I think the best thing we could do at this point is just move on to the next question. Okay. Oh, what's your yeah. dream role? Uh, Miss Trunchbull. No, oh, Miss Trunchbull from Matilda, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was the first question I looked at it. And I'm like, done, easy, done. let's move on. Yeah, absolute dream role. That would you'd be great ahead of any other. Right. Problem is Zane would be better, so he'd get cast. No. But um, no. how dare you? Oh, no, sorry. Wait, sorry, no. Zane. I mean, I how love dare you, you, but no. But I, I, w- I'm producing it, it directing it, and starring. It's yes. no, Trunchbull. You can't. <laughs> you know, you can't it's do all this. it is the dream role. Um, yeah. I love all right, that I cast role. you over me, Patrick. Oh, thank you, Zane. It's because you'd be too busy directing and producing. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite Sondheim show? 
Um, Assassins. Right. I'm not sure that one's come up yet. I'm no. a little, few episodes behind. I know there's a delay from recording. I, I to... think I think Sam Boyd mentioned it, mm. but as a problematic sometimes. It's not like if someone says it, then yeah, you, not, you can't say it again. I know, I know, but like, <laughs> there's been a lot of Into the Woods, and yeah, fair enough, it's a great show. Those are the, um, those are the two big ones. But yeah, no, Assassins, definitely. I absolutely love that show, but I'm a bit of a fan of a concept show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I can, yeah, I can say that. I'll see that. So, sure. what's your go-to shower song? Look, I try to avoid singing <laughs> <laughs> um, at all costs. Um, probably at the moment and in the past, the most consistent one has been "Wicked Little Town" from Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Okay. Yeah. I really, I really love that song. I think it's great. Even the reprise is good, and it's good when a reprise doesn't make you go, oh, "God damn it!" I think it's good the first time again. Well done, because I don't think Hedwig has come up on this podcast before. Ah, I love Hedwig. It's yeah. a really good gym musical. If you need to do exercise, yeah. you can listen to the entire score of well, it's Hedwig. It's all rock. It's all rock. Yeah. It really it's, like it's, it's a good like pace. For it's your, it's good, and you know it's got I, highs and lows. It, I've yeah. also found Alter Boys is good for that. Oh yeah, I yeah. don't know Alter Boys. The, the rhythm of oh, oh my gosh, Alter Boys is Patrick, <laughs> pull yourself together. <laughs> I mean, really, Patrick. No, no, that's okay. We'll do an episode on it, and then you'll you'll One. be all caught up. I will be caught up. Yeah, okay. no, but it, it's the same deal. It has like it's a good pace for uh, particularly the cross trainer, which is my favorite. Oh, good, good, at good. The gym. I gym a lot, as you could probably tell from my stuff. Oh, I think as we can all tell from everyone here, we're clearly... I mean, I got compared to <laughs> Mr. Bean the other day. Like, like it's going well. <laughs> it's going well. Maybe um, we're gymming to the wrong shows. <laughs> could that be the problem? I could. I'd Maybe look. just listen to them at one and a half time speed. Oh, just go a bit yeah. faster. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I won't be doing that. <laughs> okay, right. The controversial question. Oh, yes. It's time... To delete a show from existence. Yeah. What is the show? Okay, I do have a show, but I'm going to save it for my episode. <laughs> but I've got more shows because I'm a spiteful, spiteful man. Oh yeah, um, everyone so has a list. The answer is cats. Like we all know, the correct answer is cats, simply because the as, only thing that as cats I mentioned, cats have nine lives, so yeah. you can feel free to just keep deleting. Yeah. It. The I only think we're thing about six. <laughs> The only thing it's really contributed is like the over-merchandising of shows, which I think is the worst thing about theatre. Mm. Um, but we can't say Cats because it's already been said. All of Andrew Lloyd Webber's been said, and I'm more than happy to just put that in the bin. Um, <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> say then, in lieu of all of Andrew Lloyd Webber and in lieu of the show that I'm saving for later in my back pocket, probably The Addams Family. Oh. Because I feel like it's kind of... A missed opportunity. It's got some good moments, but it never really reached the potential of what it could be. And I feel like if we could delete it from history, maybe we someone else would have again. another shot, and we, we could, could try, try again. Because Nathan Lane was great in it, but it's because it's Nathan Lane. Yeah, and it's all, got a, all it, the talent was great in it. It's yeah. just honestly the story let it down. The story yeah. let it down, and like it was a cool idea, but it didn't. Maybe just there weren't people in there willing to kill their babies in yeah. the production stage, but. It's such a fun idea, and the idea of an Adams Family musical works, but for whatever reason, it didn't really work, and it didn't contribute much to the theater, the musical theater scene. I feel yeah. like you could take it out, and nothing much would change. And I'm sorry if anyone like listening, but that's my favorite musical was ever. All like contributed to the production don't of worry, that. Don't worry, but I, I killed Mary right. Poppins. Yeah, it's got like, and it's got yeah. some. It's got a great audition totally song. Um, yeah. Pulled. Yeah, Is it pulled? Song. It's got some great songs. Great like song. Pulled is a great audition song. Any females looking for a good mm. audition song, listen. Is it called Pulled? Yeah. Pulled, pulled from Pulled in a New Direction. Pulled in a New yeah, Direction. Yeah. I think it's just Pulled. 
It's great as an audition song. song. So pick that one up. Um, yeah, I just feel like it wasn't what it could have been. Yeah. So I'm going to kill off the Adams family. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow I love the Adams family. The movies are great. Well, often that's the case, though. If you Mm. really love the source material and then they do it wrong, you feel, you know, yeah, and just or just yeah, like even the opening to to be an Adams. Yeah, it's a good opening. I really love it, and then the rest of the show just doesn't reach that. They made it really normal. It was like a normal show. It it didn't have like the wackiness Mm. that you would usually find, like. The wackiest thing in it is a giant squid, and it's kind of like, well, that feels like token wackiness. Yeah, like that's a weird thing to say, but I feel like it's like you you put a squid in so that you can say, well, we've got a giant squid. What <laughs> I did love about it, and now I'm suddenly buffing up this show that I've suddenly removed <laughs> from history. Um, like, the it. casting of Morticia, die, but... that wonderful actress who also played um, Velma in the big first revival of Chicago, which is still running on Broadway. What's her name? She was also she was also in Jumanji as like the aunt who's meant to be looking after the kids who comes into the house at the end when it's all destroyed and is like, "What have you done?" <laughs> um, what's her name? She's a fantastic I'm just actress. Looking you right now. I really love her. She's got an interesting voice. Um, I can picture her, but I can't. I can't yeah, she's got this wonderful either. pale face, and I mean, forever Angelica Houston will be Morticia oh, for me. Yeah, no, and uh, as she should be. Uh, Bibi Neweth. Bibi Neweth. Yeah. She was um, mortician. She was wonderful. But again, it just, you can't polish a turd. Yeah. Moving on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. So, Jekyll and Hyde is undeniably a popular musical. It played for years on Broadway. Yes. Lots of stars in it. It toured everywhere. It's been so many tours. Restaged again and again. Re- but rewritten. It's also again been and rewritten again, again mm. and again. So you want to tell us a little bit about that, Patrick? Yeah, definitely. And I suppose um this is you getting what it's like to meet Jacqueline Hyde for the first time because I did that today. Um, which was a really it's it's interesting. It's like a first impression. So um, don't worry. I I've done research. I'm sure Miranda's oh, I've, done research. I've got notes. Don't you worry. I'm oh, a professional, okay. Mr. Oh, Weber. I didn't want to Ms. question. Selwood, Mr. Weber, please, please. I played the lead role in this show. So you know. Emma. No, oh, no. Bessie. Lady Beaconsfield. Oh, Lady Beaconsfield. Oh, of course. Please. Sorry, the the true lead. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah. It's um, all about one woman's struggle against mm, it is. a rogue doctor. Yes. Exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> so the musical is one of over 120 stage and film adaptations of the story um, of the book Strange Case mm. of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde that is I feel like that's more than who sat down and counted that someone on Wikipedia but I I'm, honestly think it holds the record for the most adapted text is it more than Alice in Wonderland yes wow because yeah. like I'm, I'm, I feel like as a, as a society we're at the point where we just don't need a rehash on Alice in Wonderland we have covered it or, I, I, or Frankenstein like I Fra- thought Frankenstein that would be is mm. yeah okay uh, but I, I think Jekyll and Hyde because you have things like the Hulk and whatever yeah that, oh, it they, counts they count yeah because yeah. Okay. Um, that's absolutely just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, definitely. Um, so, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is a, an 1886 novella um, by Robert Louis Stevenson about a London man named Dr. It was apparently originally Jekyll, but um, nobody bought that and just because started... it sounds and, ridiculous. ...and started calling him Jekyll, Dr. which Jekyll. it's got more punch, Jekyll. So we'll stick with Jekyll. Um, so 
Dr. Jekyll develops a serum, undergoes alchemical transformation, um, and becomes the sinister Edward Hyde. Mm. Um, this musical is loosely based on that novella, and I think that's a very generous description. Um, <laughs> apart from the central idea of the transformation I, and are the you names saying of supporting the characters, movie, the Incredible Hulk is actually a closer adaptation. It actually is. Oh, you can't, like wow. at least with the theme of what the transformation represents. Um, yeah, it probably is. Um, although, no, this one more follows the setting and the storyline, so yeah, we'll give it points bit. there. Some of the secondary well, not, characters. Yeah, some of the secondary characters. There are no really real prominent women in the original novella. Um, and I feel like there's that... There's not in the show. Either. No, there's not in the show, and that's, a, that's disappointing. <laughs> well, to be fair, Wildhorn does put his token women in shows. There's always the two. And they always get a song each. And they are both plot devices um, in this show, which is a shame. But they're there, and I wouldn't take them out because we need them there. It definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test. The original text wasn't about about his relationships. No. It was definitely about like a philosophical examination of what it meant to be human. Definitely, yes. Um, And so, yeah, it doesn't... The musical, even with its inclusion of, I think, three female characters, maybe some, of, Lady and maybe some yeah. unnamed prostitutes on the side around yeah. Lucy. Yeah, I feel we like it doesn't. Yeah. doesn't if, pass if you the include Lady Beaconsfield, there is three named characters. Oh, yes. there's a, a the German woman in the um, whorehouse that's got its own name, the Red Rat. Ah, oh, okay. Four. Do you have a name? German woman. So no name. It's, yeah, no, so, no, you know, no. she does have a name. Jenna, 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 Jenna something. Jenna. Clearly a landmark character that changed the <laughs> musical theatre scene um, for years to come. But anyway, the musical was originally conceived by Frank Wildhorn, um, who wrote Where Do Broken Hearts Go for Whitney Houston um, and was also involved in, what was the musical that we were talking about before? no idea he wrote that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Which makes the music in this show make a bit more sense. Yes, yeah, um, <laughs> And the other musical we were just discussing is Wonderland. He was Wonderland. involved in Wonderland, yeah. which is a, an adaptation of Alice in Wonderland, another heavily adapted um, Technically text. a sequel. Oh, yes. It's yeah, she's Alice's, an adult. I think it's like Alice's granddaughter who is an adult. It needed to be explored as an idea, <laughs> so thank you, um, Frank Wildhorn. Um, and Steve... Cuden or Cuden or Cuden, Cuden um, also was um, involved in the conception. Music was by Wildhorn, book by Leslie Bricus, I think is how you'd say mm-hmm. it. Um, and lyrics were by Wildhorn, Bricus, and Cuden. It premiered in Houston, Texas, and did a national tour. Um, the Broadway debut was in 1997. Many international productions followed, including two more US tours, two UK tours, a concert version, a revamped US tour in 2012 and then the 2013 Broadway revival. The show has legs, apparently. Um, the show's got legs. People put I, it on. People see I, it. I think it has popularity. Like, yes. People Jekyll are, and Hyde. People he, are attracted to the concept. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and people are attracted to the show. The Broadway production ran for just under four years, over 1,500 performances. It, as with all Wild Horde shows, it's got some great music in it. It does. Uh, we'll get to the music section, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> no, no. It, There's a little disagreement from the other side of the table. No, no, that's but, fine. Um, yes. Uh, no, no. Much it, like it Cats, does. it has many wonderful musical numbers. I, I feel like it's, it's the slightly more modern, slightly more intelligent version of every Andrew Lloyd Webber. It, it does have a couple of those vibes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I definitely think if you crossed Andrew Lloyd Webber and Stephen Schwartz, 
wild horn is what you would get. That's yes. what I'm saying. The slightly yeah, more intelligent a... <laughs> version. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the original Broadway production um, was in the Plymouth Theatre on the March 21st, 1997. Um, it had just a very short preview, pre, sorry, preview run and then Herber. went straight into performances. Um, it closed on January 7th in 2001. It was the longest running show for the Plymouth Theatre in their history, hmm. um, which is, that's a feat. That's well done, Jekyll and Hyde. Um, or the Broadway production. Plymouth, get better shows. Look, potentially <laughs> that too, but let's save the judgment, shall we? It's Because yes. it's going to come. Uh, yeah, okay. No. <laughs> uh, uh, let's just, again, we'll state... This is a show that both Miranda and I have been in. It's actually a show that we met each other in. Is that correct? That's quite possible, yeah. And yeah. I'm being harsh. It's actually, it's, I, it's, look, got, a, it's got some great moments. I don't dislike it. It has problems. Yeah, it, it's a troubled show. Yes. It's a troubled text. Um, yeah. Anyway, continue. Well, yeah, we're almost done. Sorry, it's got, it's got a long history. Um, the Broadway production was filmed live at the Plymouth Theatre in 2000. Had a very interesting final cast, but we'll save that for the casting <laughs> section because I don't want to. I don't want to spoil that because that was a surprise that really tickled me pink. This there well, unless it had Ted Danson in it, I think you know. Oh, uh, it's hit along the, the same surprise. lines. It's, oh, really? Yeah, you will. I, I think you're going to enjoy it, Miranda. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, I'm excited. So awards. It didn't win any Tonys. Right. <gasps> Um, it was nominated for Best Book. It lost to Titanic, um, the musical, or Titanic, that, a new musical. There's a few the surprising title. things in that. In that um, I'm not surprised no. that Jekyll and Hyde didn't win for book. Mm. I'm surprised they were nominated for book because the book is where I feel all the problems are. To be honest, it didn't look like a great year, 97. It I had a look at it. There been. were no shows I've ever, I'd ever heard of. Uh, Titanic didn't um, do well. It was a, no, quite a flop. Mm, um, it was also nominated for Best Actor for Robert... I think it's Cuccioli. Cuccioli. Cuccioli yeah. for Jekyll and Hyde. Um, it was also nominated for Costume and Lighting. Um, why no Best Actress? Because the female characters, I don't think, give the actresses a lot to work with, and that's a real shame. Um, Linda Edda got a fair bit of press she because did. she was a new name and she just kind of came onto the scene with this very impressive vocal performance. But, uh, yeah, again... Was she a Lucy? Yes, she was the original Lucy. Um, and originally, um, Emma was actually called Lisa... And you can understand that's a terrible writing decision when you've got two female leads called Lucy and Lisa. Yeah, so Emma um, was called Lisa. So they changed Lisa to Emma, which was a good call. Um, the Drama Desk Awards, it won Best Actor for um, Robert Cuccioli as Jekyll Hyde, which fantastic, good on you. Um, Outer um, Circle Critics Awards, sorry. No, no, I was oh. just going to say, I think if anybody's going to win awards out of this show, it's got to be that actor because it's, the uh, show it's is ridiculous slog. for that person. Yes, I wouldn't I, want that role. <laughs> It might come up in casting, but occasionally, particularly in amateur <laughs> productions, they, they do split cast Jekyll and Hyde, which I think is the weirdest Removes thing. Removes the point. Yeah, let's <laughs> take the central conceit of the show. <laughs> and just break it up. Yeah. yeah, That's interesting, though. Look, to be honest, if you... I'm sure someone could pull it off. That's that's really that's you know what I can support that decision because it's a hard sing. Even from listening to it, I don't know how you'd do it. It's um, a massive role because it is essentially two full principal roles and played by one actor. And vocally challenging for the tone it's, that you need. Bob yeah. uh, Bob Cuccioli has come out basically saying that this it's it's an impossible show to perform full time yeah. for any performer. Like he he towards the end of the run, like he was having to sit out three or four. Well, it's like Christine mm. in Phantom. You, yeah, you don't have one person. No. Yeah. You know, that's really you, interesting, though. That yeah, that'd be a better way to cast it. Just have two people and have them alternate for their vocal health. Yeah. 
Don't don't split it mid show. No. No. No, no, <laughs> don't no. Don't just split the characters. How would you stage it? Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, out of Circle Critics Awards, it won Best Actor again, Robert um, Cuccioli as Dracula Hyde. So, look, honestly, very impressive. Nominated for Best Actress um, for, I believe it was Linda... Linda Edda. Linda Edda. Well done, because she has a beautiful voice. Um, and it also was nominated for a couple of other sort of production awards, Best New Musical, Choreography, Director, Lighting Design. Um, fun facts... I've got fun some fun facts. Fun facts. Um, when I Googled this musical this afternoon, <laughs> the first non-Wikipedia link that came up was the 50 worst musicals of all time. Oh. Let, guess what number on that list Jekyll and Hyde was? It's, it's not one. It was number one. It was. No. It was. It was. Now, this I was is just... Go, like, this, around the 20s. Who wrote this list? This was a list where they prefaced, they were like, we're not going to put things like Carrie and those sorts of musicals on. We're going to put musicals that ran that shouldn't okay. have done as well as they did. That would definitely um, push it yeah. up the list. So they included things like Motown, the musical, Mary Poppins, yeah. shows that just... Mary I think, Poppins? They included Mary Poppins. I know, it was a harsh list, um, but I just thought that was funny. Um, it's a fun fact for the afternoon, <laughs> just something to pop up. I will, um, I will say, in our very small data set, mm. no one has deleted Jekyll and Hyde yet. No, I don't think, I don't th- I don't think it's the number one worst musical it. of all time. I wouldn't delete it. Um, so there's the rights have been secured for a film version of Jekyll and Hyde the Musical um, with Wildhorn and Bricuse, um, who were the books and lyrics of the That's original. been in production hell for a while. Yes, though, um, yeah. it was meant to come out in 2015, so I don't think I we'll see didn't. it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's because they were they were also talking about Wildhorn did a version of Frankenstein, which is vocally, score wise, conceptually very similar to Jekyll and Hyde. Ah, okay. And so I think they've kind of been switching between the two properties. Which one do we do? Which one do yeah. we do? Yeah. I I actually think Jekyll and Hyde might survive better as a movie musical than on stage. I can definitely see it working. It would be interesting to see whether they would do the original orchestration or the new rock version because it was mm. kind of reorchestrated to be a rock. For one of the leads, or... wasn't it? Uh, it was for a whole production. Mm. Um, there was it... a heavy metal singer who took on the yeah, role. Yeah. Uh, so the Resurrection recording is 2006. Oh. Uh, and a lot more percussion. And... Rob Evan as Jekyll and yes. Hyde. Yeah. Um, so, and my last fun fact is, just when looking at this, lots of songs have been cut, swapped, chopped and changed over the history of the show. We probably can't ever catalogue all the changes, but it seems like every production has made its own little um, changes to how they want to put it together. Um, I personally think that's a bad sign for a show. I think it shows that it needed a real strong editorial wash everyone's before it was put out. It. Everyone's trying to fix it all. Chess has the same problem. Yeah, everyone's trying to clean it up in their own way, which I think means that maybe it wasn't it wasn't perfect to be released into the world when yeah. it was. Well, um, Julie's not here. So we should mention that the song Bring on the Men was in the original uh, orchestration. Not in the Broadway. No, it got put in, uh, replaced with Good and Evil. Good and Evil. That's good the letter N, N everyone. Good, good and uh, Evil. It was the 90s, so replacing words with letters was a very popular thing to do. But it, Bring on the Men has since... Come back, back in. It was right after the Broadway run, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Because it's such a better song that suits the character more and isn't so blatantly talking to the audience. And that's, <laughs> we'll get into the music as well, but that's yeah. another thing. The, most of the songs in this show are, are if not pure exposition, yeah. just a lot of exposition. But I actually quite like Good and Evil, but we'll get to the music later. I, I don't mind it as a song. I think that 
en masse with all the other numbers that are basically the same message, mm. it feels like too much. Okay. All so right. Bring on the Man is a nice break from that. So we're all feeling lukewarm at the moment. Let's see. Tepid, yes. Yeah, <laughs> let, let, let's, see if, let's see if the story can win us back. So let's check out the plot. And I don't mean the plot of the book, as you pointed out. It's a little bit different. So we're going to go through the plot and characters of Jekyll and Hyde the musical. Now, um, the show itself has gone through a lot of different iterations. It's mm. been reworked and reworked and reworked. A lot of songs have gone in and come out and been given to other characters mm. and moved around in the show. But the plot itself and the way the characters interact has basically stayed the same. So... Just to review characters important to the plot, Dr. Henry Jekyll. He has a sick father. His father is, um, you know, been, is descending into madness in the... Dementia. De he's basically yeah. got dementia, but mm. um, it's, it's viewed in society at that time as he's being, you know, he's succumbing to the devil yes. kind of thing. So, Demons. Um, <laughs> Dr. Jekyll is trying to find a way to cure him to to relieve him of the, the devil in his soul and taking over his mind. Um, this becomes Jekyll's obsession. So um, that's sort of the catalyst for the whole story. Um, well, that, that's kind of all the, the motive that we get. Yeah, and interestingly, there's Jekyll. a great motive in the novella, which is different. Dr. Jekyll notices a darkness within himself and tries to make the serum to quell himself to of, it, of it, yeah. but it ends up awakening it, which I think is my, it introduces that theme of the evil within. Which is what happens, but, but I think it's hard to put on a stage. Yeah. Thing, yeah, we set so, up this thing about it actually being about his dad. Exactly. And, but so, then he, yeah. Anyway. Sorry, go um, on. It might actually be, in an absurd way, a way to actually just put some other characters in the story. <laughs> that's a good point because that conceit introduces like six of them. Six so, no, that's, that's a very good point. That's right, I honestly think it's a little bit of a way of easily externalizing that concept of yeah. evil. Because yeah. you have to show Madness. on the stage, yeah. don't you? You do. Um, so, uh, Jekyll's lawyer and friend, John Utterson, is. Um, he actually acts a fair bit like a narrator during the show, I feel. Mm. He, he does a little bit of commentary and helping move the plot along and tell the audience what's happening. Mm. Um, uh, Sir Danvers Carew is uh, the, his father-in-law-to-be. So he is engaged to Emma Carew, um, which has really no purpose in the entire story except to put a female character yeah. in there and give them a bit of, oh, there must be a yeah. love story. Yeah, poor, thing, Sir, poor Sir, thing is a plot point, yeah. 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 Sir, Sir Danvers is involved with the hospital. Yes, that we'll get to the hospital Jekyll. in a minute. So mm. he is the, also the chairman of the board, the hospital board. Um, and so Jekyll is wanting to test his, um, serum. his serum. He's taken this proposal to the hospital board to say, I need some human subjects, I'm ready to, to test it. Um, so the hospital board consists of Sir Danvers, his father-in-law-to-be, um, his grace Rupert the 14th Bishop of Bessingstoke, <laughs> the right honourable Sir Archibald Archie Proops, Lord Proops. Theodore Proops. Teddy Proops, that's what I said, Proops, <laughs> Teddy Savage, uh, General Lord Glossop, and Lady Elizabeth 
Bessie Beaconsfield. And what a role. What a role. What a role. Big yeah. role. The Big unsung role. hero of the show. Oh, no, and she sings. <laughs> the undersung. Undersung. And the character description being the only female member of the board. The and in this time, you know, she's yeah. done well for herself. There's a backstory there which sadly isn't explored. Sadly. Hmm. <laughs> um, we could explore it now, but who cares, really? Um, <laughs> there's also uh, the secretary of the board, Simon Stride, who um, appears here, there and about, and also has a little subplot of he's actually in love with Emma, and, but we don't really, no, we don't we explore don't that, that very much, thank God, because it doesn't need to be in the show. It's so unnecessary. Um, yeah, so um, Dr. Jekyll takes this proposal to the board. The board basically say, you're madness, you're mad, everything's mad, no, we're the board, blur. <laughs> Um, and that's <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty, pretty much it. it's a strong no from the board. Yeah, it's basically no. Um, Sir Danvers actually abstains from voting, so he doesn't say no, but he doesn't say yes either. And it kind of sets him up to be like, oh, he could be the good one. What a jerk, like, though, really. Yeah, <laughs> come on, you could have been a friend. Um, so with his proposal rejected, he, uh, Doctor Jekyll, basically. Um, goes back to the drawing board and we see him have a little like, oh, but I, my science kind of moment. Um, this is the moment. <laughs> while he's, oh. <laughs> oh, my science. I have notes on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, while he's um, uh, thinking about that, um, there's an engagement party. I assume that's what it is. This yeah. is the party in the house. Oh, where's the, where's the quote? There's a quote in the description of the plot. And this is, this is, just to be clear, Very important. this is the engagement party of um, Dr. Jekyll and Emma. And um, Emma, yes. Where yes. everyone's gathered to celebrate the engagement. But the Dr. Jekyll board. is late he's to late, his own engagement party. He always party. is. He's, he's always late. He's always late because he's so obsessed with his science. But really importantly, he, mm. this is important to the plot, everyone. <laughs> Later that night, a group of high society Londoners turns up as Sir Danvers' residence at Regent's Park, which has a well-maintained facade. And that will Moving come on. in later. <laughs> when we talk about the music. There's so many facades in this. <laughs> it's very architecture heavy, the music. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they have a little sing-song. Basically, a lot of people tell Emma, hey, do you think this is really a good idea, marrying this guy, because he's kind of a crazy guy? He's not here at your engagement <laughs> he's party. Not at your engagement Maybe party. there's commitment issues. Apparently, um, eventually, Jekyll does turn up. He and Emma have a very brief sort of, oh, are we still in love? Yep, good check. Um, yeah, it, is, it, is, it yeah. is a check-in. They touch base. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty much. Sufficient. Yeah, very much. Um, uh and then Jekyll goes back to his, his lab, yep. as, as they say, and decides to test the serum on a human subject himself. Um, essentially Ooh. what happens after that is that the, the serum has the unexpected effect of rather than killing the evil inside him, brings out his alternate personality who we meet in Edward Hyde. Is that... Explicit because I've it's always not. I've always seen it as like it's splitting his good and evil. It's so, not explicit in the yeah. show. Is they, it explicit in the book though? I can't remember. Well, again, I read it a long time ago. I, I feel like it's something that's left in the subtext for mm. the actor and the director of the production itself mm. to deal with, and maybe this is part of the issue of people mm. not really knowing how to structure the show. Yeah, um, in the book, 
he is very much a different man. Hmm. But there is always that idea of a connected relationship between Jekyll and Hyde, but they are very much treated as different people. Yes. And there is yeah. a morphing. It's not as if it's this, like, it's when it's Mr. Hyde, it is not Jekyll. Yes. And that yeah. is very distinct. And I think the musical does that as yeah. well. Um, it yeah. is very distinct that they are different people. They have different love interests, which they is very important. Duet. Every lead <laughs> must have a love interest, even when your lead is two leads. And that's how you know oh, we, that we they're did different. Miss, sorry, he was late to the engagement party because he was hanging out at a whorehouse. Oh, doesn't he yeah. go to the whorehouse afterwards? Is it after? It I, is afterwards. There's oh, a bachelor okay. party. Never Don't worry, we'll get to the whorehouse. <laughs> okay, so he and his friend John go to, yes. the, to the Red Rat. It's his bachelor party. <laughs> the <laughs> same the night as the engagement party. It's, so it was a wild epic. time. The Britons are weird. <laughs> that yeah, must be it. Fair call, fair call. Um, they, they see Lucy uh, in the Red Rat, who she works there. She sings Bring on the Men. Um, and they see her cop a bit of abuse from her boss and also her German supervisor, who I'm sure has a name. And instead of intervening, they watch it. And then Dr. Jekyll goes in for a little bit of, a little bit of yeah, comfort. Let me save oh, let me, oh, let me, how's that? I can you help know, you out. If you ever it's need a, a friend, here's my card. Yeah. He offers her his card and is like, if you, if you need somewhere to go, yeah. this is my this house. Is I'm sure my wife won't <laughs> mind. <laughs> well, they're not married yet. You know? True. My, my Until the fiance. ring's on. Until the ring's on. Um, so, yes. And then he, he becomes Hyde for the first time um, later that night. Uh, Hyde actually does bump into Lucy and um, they have an altercation. Wax on the back. uh, A weird sort of abusive sexual moment, Mm. um, which then leads Lucy to go seek some help from her new friend, Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll, yes. Which is weird. Isn't it convenient? The same guy. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> that's uh, this this sort of um, transition between the two characters um, of Jekyll and Hyde continues on. Um, Hyde basically seems to act on and on behalf of Jekyll's um, like restrained passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for instance, um, at the end of the act. One of the board members, um, the is it the bishop? Yeah. Bishop and the bishop. Just so you know, the board members are all very bad people, and that's established. Oh, yes. The bishop is yeah. lecherous and sexually perverted, yes. and they're and so all very bad. Hyde witnesses him mm. um, basically. Uh, What's imp- a nice way to say? Employing a an underage prostitute. Yes, um, a girl of the night. Uh, a, a girl, not lady of the night, and. Uh, he is punished by Hyde with being beaten to death. Yeah, he did. Yes, yeah. Um, and that's the end of the act. Yeah. So the start of the second act is all the rest of the board members basically copying the same thing. Yeah. So one in, number. In, in, yeah. in one number. Boom, boom, bam, bam, boom, bam. Boom. And yeah. that number is called Murder, Murder. Um, yep. Yes. Right. Yes. It's, <laughs> and a piece it's of well genius exposition. I actually, I think it's a really interesting start to the act. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's, all this plot is happening. It's like, oh, oh, oh. It is, you know, that, and that is clever. It's a good way to get Kill people everybody. straight back into your story. Yeah. Um, and into the intensity. Because it is a horror drama musical. It's meant yeah. to be scary and quite intense. And, like, yeah. it's a good way to start a second act. And to just throw people straight back into it yes. like that. Rather than go, oh, you know, remember when we were talking about this? And isn't Jekyll nice? Mm. And 
oh dear, here comes Hyde again. That <laughs> just bam, bam, bam. Uh, so we then, the, the story continues. There's more complications between Lucy. Emma pops back a few times. The two of them have a completely plot unrelated duet. Um, is that still in the show? What was the name of that song? Once yeah, Upon a in Dream? His eyes. Oh, in his eyes. Yes, his it eyes. is in his eyes, where Lucy is singing about Hyde's eyes. Yeah. And Emma is singing about Jekyll's eyes. Yes. yes. So we've set up this They're the weird, same eyes. This, yeah. Well, they do they, though, because, you know, a lot of people say that the eyes are the window to the soul. And we're change. talking about they having could, they split could his could soul. Change. This is evil um, and good side. And, like, looking at the musical today, there wasn't a lot of clear... It wasn't very clear about what actually happened with Lucy and Hyde in the first act. So when I got to this song and the description is um, Lucy's reflecting on her relationship with Hyde and the danger what, of it. And I'm like, when, what relationship? when was this established? He just beat her up in the street as per the description I read, but apparently there was a little bit of no, it, kind of an intense, violent love. Is that yes, what I'm getting? Yeah, yes. there's, and there's there was more of that. It repeats. Yeah, They have a couple of altercations. Because yeah, he comes back into the Red Rat before in yeah. his eyes, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's like, you'll never leave me or something. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, sorry, Ooh, go on. I'm glad that cleared up. Um, now, I have a little gap in my memory here. Mm-hmm. Does Hyde, in fact, kill Lucy? Am I making yeah. that up? Yes, yes, no, he, he does. does. Yeah. Um, there's a song, Dangerous Game. They have a duet. Oh, sorry, yeah. we'll get into the songs later. Yeah. No, he does. He definitely does. At the end does. of which... Um, he strangles her he to strang- death. Yeah. Yeah, he strangles her to death. And it's, uh, to me, it's not really clear why that happens. I think, I think that's why I sort of forget. I think it's just anger. It's just got he's, carried away. He's Mr. Hyde. He's evil. He has no um, reason. No, right. Honestly, it's because she's defying him. Mm. And like, if, if we're going with the well, what idea happened? that Jekyll, uh, that Hyde is living out Jekyll's impulses, yes. Jekyll wants to stay with Lucy. If Lucy's not going to stay, then Hyde's going to kill her. Well, and Jekyll gives her um, instructions. He writes a secret letter to Lucy, yeah. which is delivered to her. Very quickly. They're like, oh, we need a reason for Lucy to start leaving. And Jekyll basically sends her a letter going, leave, save yourself. And Lucy has this moment and there's a song. um, And it's like, oh, maybe I can have a new life. And the song is called A A New New Life. Life. (laughs) And then she goes to leave. And then Hyde comes in and sees Lucy as leaving. Ah. And that's where the murder happens. Because Jekyll told her to leave. Hyde didn't. Ah. And yeah, so that's where I guess Hyde is a bit cranky at Jekyll about that too. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, potentially. I wonder oh, so if yeah. they will confront each other. Well, this is oh, oh. <laughs> this is about the point where um, Jekyll has has uh, Doctor Jekyll's pretty much completely lost control mm. over this whole situation, yep. and we start to see musically too that Hyde is getting stronger, and the expectation is that Hyde is going to just take over and become. The permanent mm. and, and essentially Bobby. kill Jekyll in inverted commas. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, what? <laughs> Which is actually, it's a really interesting idea, losing yourself to base impulses. That's a really mm. interesting idea thematically. And yeah. it's, it's one of the strong points of this show, I think. And it's oh, definitely one of the um, harkings back to the original the text. source material. Definitely. Yeah. And in yeah. the original text, that is what happens. But Jekyll loses, is the implication. Mm. Um, he writes, in fact, they find his will and he's left everything to Mr. Hyde because he realizes that he won't 
be able to keep up the fight. Yeah. And it's a really sad ending. But sorry, go on with this ending. What happens? <laughs> well, um, so the, that's about the point that we get confrontation, which is the duet between Jekyll and Hyde, which is a really interesting thing to watch an actor work on. It is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And when you see it done well, it's and a, like this, a this blow is, your mind kind of moment. This is the, the song that destroys the people, the, mm. the actors performing it. I feel like yeah. this would either be amazing to watch or just terribly awkward. Well, it really um, yeah. depending if, it, if it's done well, it's amazing. And yeah. if it's yeah. not, then and it yeah, would be so hard bit, oh, to do well. That's not, and that's it's not such, really uh, such rich material for both acting performance and vocal performance. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's a rare number that you get such great potential in both aspects of musical theatre. I think that the, the interest of that moment is lost if you have split cast that. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Like, really. I think even just looking at it from that vocal component that you mentioned, it might come up again in the songs, but I don't know if this is in the score, but the performances that I've heard, the vocal style and even the way it's written for Jekyll and Hyde is very different. And you have these quick jumps between not yeah. only the style of music and the sort of way it's treated, but even just the vocal performance and mm. the tone and how rough your voice is and, and you how you play with it. And if you just listen to a recording, you know, it, it can sound like there's two people singing. Yes. It can sound like, it should sound like two mm. people listening. Especially in a recording. But it can feel like yeah. they're singing right over one another. Yeah. Like there's not even time to breathe in between those vocal changes. It, that's got to play with your brain. So confrontation, confrontation happens, what happens? Yep. Um, and then, yes, will business, et cetera, et cetera. And then we go to the wedding. Oh, well, at the end of Does confrontation, Jekyll's jabs himself with the cure, inverted commas, to get rid of Hyde forever. Yeah, but that's not going to work. Well, we Ooh. don't know what happens. Then we show up at the wedding. At the wedding. And all it's of a sudden, we're, it's, the, it's the wedding day already. Yeah. It's the wedding day. It's just like that. Bam. Wedding. We're, we're in a so, church with Emma. Everyone's there. The whole cast. Mm. Except for the dead people. Except yeah. for everyone who died. Usually um, the dead people come back as not dead people. As ensemble characters. Yeah. Oh, ensemble. <laughs> I didn't because screw the wedding. I'm in the dressing room. Um, <laughs> just Very to clear. Patty Lapona's Fontaine of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I won't be coming back on as a chorus member. We won't be doing that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, vocal no, rest, not. vocal rest. Yes. <laughs> that one line that I had to sing, please. Um, so, yeah. Um, basically, uh, Hyde reappears. At the it, wedding. He attempts to reappear at the wedding. Um, so Jekyll and Hyde are sort of struggling against each other within the same person, just to be clear. Um, Jekyll begs his, his friend John to kill him. Mm. Um, because it's the only way to stop Hyde. And I think Hyde, does Hyde threaten to hurt Emma? Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, and so she, Emma, is freaking out. And I don't know about the show, yeah. but Emma's not really aware of what's been happening. No. So this is... I don't know how she could have missed it. This like, is seriously. news to Emma. Well, to be fair, they saw each other at the engagement party at one other point. She goes to read his diary yes. in the lab, and then he's like, no, do not read the diary. But then he sings about the diary. And then the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> at her? Yes. <laughs> what an idiot. Um, I mean, it's a John... very proper engagement in that they, mm. they see each other four times no. before but they yeah, poor Emma. <laughs> what a turnaround. Really, someone should... I think more people... People tried to warn her. People yeah. tried to warn her Poor, dad. No, like, yeah, this is to be bad fair, idea. plenty of people did. Anyway, so yeah. there's so a struggle. John, John can't do it. John can't shoot his, can't friend, his friend. So Jekyll does it himself. Yeah, the he, end. He kills himself on the altar at his own wedding. So everyone dies except for Emma, 
John. John Danvers. And then Emma sings about it. Is Simon still alive? Simon Strive? Uh, Hyde doesn't kill him. No, no, he is at the wedding. So we assume mm. that Emma goes with Simon. And Emma and Simon probably got married and had beautiful children yeah. and that they named Jekyll yeah. and Hyde. Why? And that's when the sequel comes in. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, okay, Miranda, we're, we're going to move on to the next section. hide. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, so Wildhorn, we've said a few things about Wildhorn. My justification of my opinions on Wildhorn are that he writes for tenors very well. Or every tenor song that he writes is a song that a tenor will love to sing. Yeah, no, fair Doesn't shake. everybody I'm, write for tenors? Yeah, as a non-tenor, um, <laughs> I wouldn't like to sing them. So, uh, yeah, but I, they, they're great songs, but I don't think I could do it. And I'm not big. even talking about so much Jekyll songs, even though there are a few that stick in your head. Mm. His, the, the parts that he writes for the ensemble tenors are very interesting to sing. So, particularly well, that's facade. That's yeah. The ensemble work is... And in Murder, Murder. Mm. Murder, Murder's fun. So oh, we'll get to that. So you've listened to this musical for the first time today. Yes. Okay. And, and you've got your, your first impressions of each song? Yeah, yeah. So what I did was, it was a very scientific process. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, have, I've got, I had the uh, Broadway soundtrack. And what I've done is start of each song, I've written down the name of the song and just a, a sentence, maybe not even a full sentence of the vibe I'm getting from that song Okay, as a first-timer. Well, let's go through. Like, uh, there's a few that I think we can skip out. Yeah. Uh, l- let's talk about what's actually in the musical first because, I, like we've said before, a lot of things have been cut out, replaced, yes. in and out, um, bring on the men versus good and evil, the facade reprises are usually cut out or... What? I know, but I got all five. Yeah. Facade's pretty important. Did I explain to you in the plot about the facade? You you did. Um, And they do leave facade and facade reprise number three, which just becomes the one reprise. Mm. They usually cut out one, two, and four. Four. Yeah. Uh, Again, obsession gets... A streak of madness slash obsession taken out and put back in. Mm. Bitch, 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 sung by the ensemble. Oh, I, I didn't. Wish I didn't kept that. Now yeah. I didn't hear bitch, bitch, bitch. No, you didn't. It it was in uh, a different version than the original Broadway. Mm. Very fun song. It's a. Uh, it's in the wedding scene, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. It's it's about at the very also, end. No, no. No, at the uh, sorry, the engagement, engagement party. party. I was like, wow, yeah. what a way to so end it, the show. It sets up the gossipy nature of of some of the secondary and characters. And so that and I therefore the two-sidedness everyone yeah. has two sides. I'm yeah. assuming yeah. is the okay. Yeah. yeah. So and it's funny. <laughs> I love a good charm song. Well, it, it is it does go away. What is away. a charm song? We'll do Gutenberg eventually. Oh, I would love to be here for that. <laughs> Sorry, back to Jekyll and Hyde. So it, it does do it go a fair way towards developing the secondary characters, like I said. So it's not specifically a charm song. No, it's true, true. Bring not, on the men. Not is important a charm to the plot. Yeah. Not important to the plot no, at all. Yeah, okay. No. So if something's going to go, I can understand why you would cut it, but 
as a person who has played mm, Lady Beckham. some of them as songs. I could have used another song. Yeah. No, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so Lost in the Darkness. Yes, um, that is the sort of, it's, I missed that one. I didn't realize, <laughs> I, I thought it was like uh, suddenly the, uh, the opening, yeah, untracked. Yep. There were voices and I was like, oh, what's happening? And then it's not very long. Um, and then all of a sudden we're into the next song. So I didn't get notes down for that one, but I was aware that I'd missed it. Facade. Um, so I've got down here, Disney does Sweeney Todd, question mark, Bells of Notre Dame. Because um, I was getting those yeah. sorts of vibes. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I think it would be a great chorus song to sing. It's fun. Lyrics. <laughs> Wildhorn struggles with rhyme and metaphor. <laughs> and yeah. That but it is goes. a fun song. I have to give him that. It's and a great thing, like, this opener. Is, this is the, f- speaking from someone who was in the chorus, this is the fun song of the whole show to sing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and br- it, there are a lot of fun lines in there as well. Yeah. And it is very important. It sets like, up the whole idea. Can I, can I say it? Isn't that later? That's in the first reprise, isn't it? It's in the reprise. I think that's can in I, reprise I number one. Okay, don't say it okay. now. We don't lose that. But it brings up the whole idea, basically. Everyone is two-sided. Everyone has this. So it raises a question. This is about Jekyll and Hyde, but could you also be like Jekyll and Hyde? And, that, you know, <laughs> the you, central conceit of the show. Do you wear a facade? Yes, exactly. To hide your um, you know, the, the song specifically says we all wear a facade. Yeah, there's no choice, Miranda. <laughs> you do. It, it, they I really, wish it were a prettier one. They push this on you. They don't say like, oh, mm. I, let's make the audience wonder if they could nope. be good nope. and evil. No, but you yeah. are good and evil. <laughs> yeah, you are, yeah. And it does bring that in. And it's a fun song. It's a good way to start the show, I think. Um, what's next? Uh, so we have Jekyll's plea to the broad Board of Governors. That isn't in the Broadway no, soundtrack. It's, it's not in the recording. Probably not. Pursue the truth, Jekyll and Utterson. Yep, I've written down the word exposition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, facade reprise number one. I've written down Oompa Loompa Doompity Doo because um, <laughs> the, the way that they, they've reorchestrated a bit, it's a little yeah. bit. Mm, uh, mm, uh, and, and I, I immediately and the thought the of the Oompa Loompas coming back. Is yes, exactly very similar. Um, Something else yeah. has happened, and it was enjoyable. I did like it. Facade. No, exactly. Yeah. it's definitely so like is, that. This is the part where we arrive at the house that has that has a the facade. facade. And what is the lyric? It's part of me, <laughs> and the front bit. Is, is called, called a, facade. a facade. That's the lyric. And honestly, cheeky for sneaking that in there. I love that it's in there because it shouldn't be, but it's in the show. And the show had over 1,500 performances that were sung to thousands of people. And it's cheeky and I love it. Uh, so then we have Emma's Reasons uh, and Take Me As I Am, which kind of leads into Take Me As I Am. Yeah, so for Emma's Reasons. Take Me As a Yam. Take me as a Take yam. Take me as a yam, yes. Um, Every ha- time I hear anyone sing this song, that is all I hear. I'm glad I hadn't thought of that before I listened to it. Oh, listen it to yeah. it again. <laughs> um, Take me as a yam. I and saw I the title, hear. Emma's Reasons, and I was like, oh, good, a female song, and then a man started singing um, <laughs> for most of the song. She does come in at the end, but there was a this little is, bit of, uh, uh, oh. Papa? This is Papa Danvers? No, this is uh, Simon Stride and Emma. Yeah, he's oh, like, why Simon, don't you, yeah. he's not even here. And she's like, I have my reasons to be with Jekyll. I do love him. I believe. And that's this. Take Me As I Am where he, they, she repeats it with Jekyll. Yeah, I've got, I must go on and I've just written down that I missed it. In some stagings, there is a uh, butler 
that stands on stage in his own spotlight on the opposite side to where the love scene is <laughs> no, happening. No, there isn't. Good. Just no, in one staging isn't. specifically. Does he move? Where No, he stands there trying to draw as little attention away from the lead couple standing as possible. In a spotlight. Does this butler achieve this by watching the couple or just staring straight at the audience? Staring at the audience, I believe. Yep. That's a bold Holding a choice. Holding a tray? No, no. I no was tray. standing with my arms behind my back. Oh, so you're almost like a mate of D, sort of welcome to the grounds. But Except you've come through the facade. All the other white the folk entire party have left. Have left. <laughs> Look, I like it. It's a strong choice, strong and wrong. Um, take me as I am. I've got written down 90s ballad realness. Sounds like the credit song from a late 80s, early 90s rom-com. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's what it That's is. That's what it is. Mm. And it's a really good Thanksgiving song. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's about yams. Just to um, point that out. And then there's Letting Go. Yeah, this is Sir Danvers and Emma. All right. Where ah. he's like, is he the right one? Is he? But is Papa he? has to let go. Yeah. And I've written down cute. I liked it. I it thought it was actually, a cute song. It's it a cute really song. It can be really lovely staged. It can yeah. be really yeah. lovely. And it's a nice song. Again, it's just like, why? Yeah. Why? Do we care? No. Move no. on. Facade reprise number two. I've got written Best down. Best part of the show. Yeah, I've got written down... Um, <laughs> Ooh, they're confident about this one. Because <laughs> this is the point where I was like, this song's going to keep happening. <laughs> but yes, I enjoyed it, it. And this one, again, they change it up a little bit. All the facade reprises, they put their, the there's a little twist on it. There's stresses different. They bring in and out orchestration. Anyway, I got excited. No one knows who I am, which is Lucy. No one knows who yep, this, I yeah, this, am. No one knows who I am. Um, I've written down another this 90s credit about ballad, yams. question mark. Um, does this song need to exist? Question mark. And then <laughs> I've written song? down, it's more in, more interesting than Take Me As I Am. A different yam song. Yeah. Um, there is another song in another show that I swear to God is exactly the same as this song. Do you know that show? song? Do you wish I to contribute anything to the podcast? I cannot pick it. That, <laughs> da, da, da. I mean, it's, the, it's exactly mm. the same. Oh. All right. Well, listeners... If Tell you know us the, what that's. You know is. what it is. Um, let us know. Yeah, dial in. Yeah. Uh, no, don't have a phone, but uh, Facebook, Twitter, email. We'll give it's everything the future. In the Skype us. Uh, good and evil slash bring on the men. Okay, so I only listen to good and evil. Yes. And this one left an impression. I've got down here, and this is Mad Scribblings. First verse makes no sense, but it is fun-ish. I think it's trying to be clever with lyrics, but it just isn't. <laughs> and then a bit later into the song I've written, that said, I love the chorus. Best number so far. <laughs> so I, I think that that two-sentence phrase really describes a lot of Wildhorn stuff. It's kind of like, oh, it's not quite as smart as it thinks it is, mm. but it's going somewhere. Yeah, and, and I, it's catchy. There's, yeah. A little, there's a rhythm that happens in the chorus that I really enjoyed. And so, I, yeah, I got into good and evil. What happens in Men, Men, Men? Bring on the men? Bring on, bring the, on, the, bring men. on the men. The bring on the men is, a mu- is much more a... Um, it, it's completely out of theme with the, the show. I'm picturing good and it's evil raining is men. It's very in theme with the show. Yes. It's like, yeah. here is the show's message, again, just in case you didn't get it. Um, bring on the men <laughs> is... Is like um, it's a charm song. Yeah, it's a show number within the show. Yeah. So all the girls come out. It's like um, <laughs> a much dirtier version of "I Love You" bushel on a peck from oh, Guys yeah. and Dolls. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's bring on the men and let the fun begin. That's a great. Touch us in. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah good and evil. It's evil's... kind of 
in the context that you could kind of construe it as like wholesome sin, like sin that isn't denied, so it's not a problem. And is, if you really thought about it too hard, does that song sell sin a bit? Because good and evil does. It says good is evil and evil is good, and it doesn't sell it very well. A little um, touch of sin, why yeah. wait another See, minute? This sounds like a great song. Away. It's time and for it's us about, to play. about a woman who they likes say to have we may sex not pass a lot. This way I'm again. sad I didn't hear that one. It Let's sounds great. Let's waste no more time. God, you've got a lovely voice. Bring on the men. This is my, my uh, sexy, <laughs> I've had the flu for a week voice. I mean, I, I don't want to restrict you, but I think that's 12 seconds. <laughs> I separated it. Yeah, you do. Very well done. Thank you. Uh, here's to the night. I didn't get that one. This is Jekyll and, and Lucy. I now think there's no choice. Is that one often cut? Often. Okay. Yeah. I've got Now There Is No Choice, and I've just written down its exposition to music explains mm-hmm. the character's journey in very clear terms. I don't, and, and I know that I keep harping back to this show feels like it has a lot of the same problems as chess. This show feels like... Somebody approached it and went, let's do a sung-through show. Yeah. And then changed their mind halfway through and tried to keep most of the music in mm. and shove in scenes to make it make sense. There's a lot of which telling. Is exactly how chess feels. Mm. So there's actually some songs in this that feel much more like... I'm going to say it Recitative. wrong. Recitative. Yeah. Wait, what? Recitative. Recitative. Oh. Speak, Oh, you get it I should probably know that. Is. Yeah, of yeah. course, of yeah. course. So, it, Les Mis is a, probably the easiest example. Mm. In Les Mis, you definitely have songs. Yes. And then you have singing in between the songs. Yes. And it's not quite operatic. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Mm. So, the, it, it is a it's, a, it's the way opera works. Yeah. Um, so, between arias, they have exposition. Yeah, yeah. That is sung through. Yeah, okay. So I feel like they either need to go back and make it a sung and through make show. it sung yeah. through, or just let scenes be seen, or take out all those in between bits. Just let them go. Well, you know what, Miranda, and this is a show that hasn't really been reworked too much. So I reckon you might be the <laughs> one to hit the nail on the head there. Well, um, okay, so we are running long. So let's speed through the yes, rest. Okay. This Sorry. is the moment. So this is the moment. That's the big song. This is the song that everyone knows. Tenors around the world sing it. And no one knows which show it's from. It's no from this show, guys. Okay, so very quickly, I've got tries to be uplifting and inspiring, but the lyrics aren't great and it goes too long. Needless key changes. Sounds like it was written to give a voice a big song instead of actually adding something interesting. Yep, which is why exactly it makes it such is. a great standalone Audition song, song yeah. outside of the show. Okay, very great. similar to Someone Like You from Lucy, which... Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Which is a slightly again, sadder version. It's like, yeah. yeah. With the same purpose. So I am skipping through, but I sh- we should pick up Alive, which is Hyde's first yes. song. Yes. I like to rhyme things with being alive. Do, 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 being well, I've written alive. down Banger, potentially the best song in the show, and it only goes for a minute 20. Mm. Is that what makes it good? Well, no, I think it's a letdown because I was really enjoying it and then it just suddenly ended. But it was good. It was well-constructed and unlike a lot of the songs in the show, it ends when it needs to end. I think it's a good song for Hyde. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's honestly, it comes back again yes. when he It's kind of like Hyde's theme. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a good theme. Uh, and so the end of the act is a live reprise with Hyde killing the bishop. Wacky, wacky, dead, dead. Bang, bang. Yes. He didn't shoot him. He 
No, bang bang with a stick. Oh, oh yes. Honourable mention for the last third of your work, nothing more. Um, the song doesn't start well, but it has a really good last forty-five seconds that I enjoyed. So let me put that out <sighs> yeah, there. Yeah, well his work and nothing more. It's I always skip that song because mm. it's, it's Jekyll Emma. Maybe you should just skip the first part listen. and listen to the last forty-five seconds. Oh, it's <laughs> just nothing. It's just nothing. It's again. It's again though. I feel like that. That is a part of exposition like that's a bit of story that could have been done in a you know three sentences within a scene well honestly we don't need emma we need to take emma out of this show well and that's the thing these female characters and we need more female characters in theater but they're not in the book no they're there to create love interest stories and i feel like lucy is honestly there to be beaten and killed and i don't like the way they treat her character at all um, and we'll get to it, but she has a song later on. The only point of that song is to give her a character so we feel bad when she dies two minutes later because yep. she hasn't been given that before. And they're like, mm. oh, no, wait, she has hopes and dreams which we're introducing now. Oh, they got taken away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wildhorn doesn't write well for women, and that, that's something that carries through every single one okay. of these shows, unfortunately. Mm. unfortunately. What have we got next, music-wise? Murder, Murder. I love that number. It's a great opening number. It's great. It's it's full of... Yeah, I said, fri- <laughs> <laughs> said frightened for your life in a fabulous sort of way. Yeah, yes, and and it's it, it is yeah, it's so much fun. It can is we, fun. Can we put the the best photo that has ever been taken of me on stage? I'm sorry, I'm just going to put that out there. Is I love it. The moment in this number just Where before Lady Beckinsfield. Yeah. Feels. can we put that photo up there? Do you? In have, the notes? I don't have it in digital format. I'll find it. Yeah, um, I've saved me. Scrambling for the program. Nothing to do with the show. Everyone enjoys photos. There's um, a lovely feather in it. A lyric I loved that in this show is um, in the Library Prize, by the way. I love the lyric, Tonight I will plunder heaven blind, steal from all the gods. Mm. Good lyric. Worst lyric in the show is in the same song, which is, With Satan himself by my side. Yeah. It's like, we get it. Is you're the bad worse? guy. You're evil. It's very... Is that worse than and the front bit? Is called a facade. <laughs> but that's cheeky. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we've got to keep moving. There's that, so that many songs. That Satan bit does come back during the confrontation. It does, it does. Um, it's a bit, and I, like, it's a bit I think, on the nose. I think I was, we should have had more of the bishop, less of Emma. What? Anyway. Once Upon a Dream with Emma, Obsession with Jekyll. Again, we're just reprising a whole bunch of stuff yeah. we've already covered. Yeah. Once Upon a Dream is another 90s ballad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, In His Eyes, beautiful two-woman duet. That has nothing to do with the show. Has nothing to do with the show. No. But this, yeah, I agree. Beautiful. And reinforces the fact that this show does not pass the... Is it Bechtel? The Bechtel yeah. test. No, they're both singing no. about men yeah. the whole time. Well, the only thing Emma ever talks about is Jekyll. Mm. <laughs> um, dangerous game. Dangerous game. Is this, this is not always in the show. No, it's not no. always in the show. Which this I, I very... find confusing because like, this huge plot point happens at the end of it. Where yeah, it's... I feel like maybe they just have a verbal confrontation. It's kind yeah. of a phantom-esque duet between um, Lucy and Hyde, and it yeah. wasn't bad. It was so here's cool. where we get uh, Facade Reprise 3, the one that's always in there. This one's very experimental. It's, 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 meant, very to be, it's meant to be a totally different feeling. It is. Really creepy because yep. it's about her pimp, mm. basically... Forcing her down. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Way Back. That's a song. That's a song. I've written down, what have I got here? <laughs> it is a, song. a new song that is very much a song you've heard already. Yep. Is what I wrote for that one. I don't even remember it. No. I think that's it because it sounds like all of the other songs you've previously oh, heard. Uh, a New Life from Lucy, which is the song that means me like, oh, I have hope. 
Yes. Everything's going to be okay. And then she dies. And then she gets killed. Sympathy, tenderness. Yeah, and I don't died. like that song because what it represents about female characters in theatre. Yeah. Um, and we've spoken about it before. Confrontation. Uh, this is the song of the show where Jekyll confronts Hyde. They sing a duet together and it's super dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. It's big and very impressive. And listening to it, I was honestly very impressed by the vocal performance because it's just huge. Yeah. And the characterization in particularly Bob Cuccioli does it really well. Mm. Uh, and then facade reprise number four, just before we get to the wedding and then the finale. And the finale I've just written down, Bells of Notre Dame, because literally the last couple of chords are the Bells of Notre Dame chords. Everyone go back and listen to it. It closes in the same way as Bells of Notre Dame. But Bells of Notre Dame came out later. Yes. This is before. So Disney ah, maybe so has some secret money Dame rolling around. Yep. yep. Whew, okay. Lots of music. Kalinky dink. There, there is a lot of music. So I think overall, it's we lean towards like he writes really pretty music, but sometimes it's just unnecessary. Yeah, I feel like we could cut out a third of the songs and yeah. have a really tight show that ha- feels like it has more variety. Yeah, because you don't have so many reused themes. Yeah. Right. Well, let's move on to our cast and production, shall we? Right, so cast. There have been some interesting people, casts. People have been in the show. So the original, and in my opinion, the best Jekyll Hyde, Robert Cuccioli. He was the original. Award winning. He's great in the recording. He's the only one I've heard, but he did a good job. <laughs> I've seen a few, a couple recordings of it, and of course, like some of them were like promo recordings, but he is, it is pretty intense watching him perform especially because they were it was from confrontation and a little bit from alive what does he do physically for the two different characters um hyde is usually like hunched over okay so like they make him a monster yes well well he has jekyll has long hair that's kind of uh it's often tied back and neater yes And down and, and then during Wonderful. confrontation, he kind of pulls, pulls it down it on one side, so he kind of switches around. So he's singing as Jekyll, and then he crouches, and it's hanging down as Hyde. Wonderful. So there's like, yeah. that's, and then that's great. Add lighting and yeah. such. And there's usually like a mirror. It's the magic of theater yeah. as well. Great. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, so, and again, Linda Edda. This really, this was her debut, or at least her her like this really publicized her on Broadway. Uh, and really a, a beautiful voice, Linda Edda. But I believe what Patrick was talking about before, the final Broadway lead. Oh. And Wait, let's get some sizzle on this. Just to... In the DVD recording oh, that no. was distributed worldwide. The on only the show. official recording of this show. So if you're going to watch it now after it's closed, this is the Jekyll and Hyde you will see. This is on YouTube. The oh. whole performance. Oh. oh no! What are you gonna? Is it Zac Efron? It's not Zac Efron. It is David Hasselhoff. Oh god! <laughs> and you know that move where he puts like one arm up and mm. like and the one, Hoff. He it has it. a name. Doesn't he does. It? It. He does it. It's in it. I believe it is in Alive. I was honestly <laughs> overjoyed. When I found this little nugget of gold, 
I was, it was amazing. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Yep. Did he fund that production himself? Or? No, no, this is Broadway. This is yeah. the end of the Broadway run. This was the end of the yeah, Broadway. I'm so. surprised this wasn't the end of Broadway. <laughs> so also our, uh, our favourites, Colm Wilkinson and mm. Anthony Warlow. They, Colm Wilkinson was the 1990 <laughs> Highlights album, Only as Jekyll. 1990? Only as That was Jekyll. like early development. Yeah. Okay. Like one of the first. Only as Jekyll. Only as Jekyll. Who not played as Hyde. his Hyde? Uh, it doesn't actually Mystery say. Man. I love Colm Wilkinson. He yeah. makes strong yeah. choices. <laughs> his take my, I take my oh. flight at the end of, um, I think it's called The Bishop in Early Les Mis. The yes. scream yeah. of I Take My Flight is one of my favourite musical theatre moments. Colm Wilkinson I'm is not a, a legend. Huge fan. I mean, people will complain, but I'm not a huge fan of Oh, he's Colm. ridiculous, but that's why I love him. <laughs> <laughs> and Anthony Wallow in the 1994 Complete Work album. Mm. So, uh, but other than that, there's not a lot. No, not, not, a, lot of, not a lot of big names. No. I, could, I could take Wallow as a Jekyll. Mm. He's Hyde probably... I just feel like it would be missing some grunt. Yeah, he's he's very pure as a as a performer. Like I I can't imagine him playing a dirty hide. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, that's the only real interesting cast notes. Um, so production not, wise, was there not a a very recent Broadway revival that two thousand and thirteen? Some interesting females in it. Um, Has any production ever had interesting females? Well, Rebecca Spencer, Christine, Christiane Knoll, Leah Hocking, Christy Tarr, uh, Andrea Rivette, Anastasia Bazi, is uh, Kelly O'Hara was the uh, understudy. Hmm. She's uh, done quite well for herself. <laughs> uh, Linda Etta, of course. Uh, Luba Mason, Jody Stevens, Colleen Sexton. I'm I'm just listing names that I have mm. no idea of context for here. So. Okay, well, helpful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> if you know of any interesting cast, again, write in. Let us or, know. Or perhaps, Miranda, we could come up with one right now. <gasps> Not we right could. now. Right, no, we right do now. have Sorry. to talk about... There's only a few interesting production All right, please. bits here. Inform I got again, excited. One I'm of sorry. them is the costuming slash makeup of Jekyll versus oh. Hyde, how they do that. Well, it's more like the the wig that they use so that he has... Do go on. It's a collapse down one side so the Jekyll, uh, that Hyde can have it hanging down and the mirror placement so that he can kind of talk into the mirror at the audience rather than at himself sort of stuff. And then he s- lights someone on fire. Oh, yeah. Who does he set on fire? It is the general, I believe. One of them. Yeah. It's not the bishop. It's, I believe it's the general. Does the general also get a treatment to be like, it's okay that he's dead because he's a very bad man? Yes. Yeah. They're all very bad. All, of, all, very them, bad all of them are bad yeah. people. Um, but he's, except, Hyde, does, does Beaconsfield have a particular reason why she's bad or is she just an annoying woman? So I must she's die. a bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's a bitch, bitch, bitch. You don't, yeah, I mean, that song got cut, but yeah. yeah she, I think it's... Um, they're they're hypocritical, two faced mm. people, and they're just yeah high class nasties. Yeah, so traditionally mm. they do have fire 
effect on stage. Wow. Uh, usually it's kind of like he falls off stage and there's fire oh, or yeah. yeah, or he like coats him in flammable oil or whatever yeah. and then he kind Runs of, off stage yeah. screaming. Wow. Um, but yeah, so it, it's other than all the, like a lot of death scenes, mostly murder, murder, so there's usually a lot of strobe and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but you were right. Let's talk about Dreamcast. Dreamcast for Jekyll and Hyde. It's a big call because it's a huge thing. And I mean, Mm. as you say, if David Hasselhoff's already played it, (laughs) where can you go from there, really? There's a ceiling, isn't there? There's a ceiling on it. Um, I think um, pretty much anyone who's who's done the, um, like, The Fines, Alan Rickman... Actually, Alan Rickman's a good one because he hit on oh, no, He's got it, don't I? You know, I mean, who I would put in there not being alive, and yeah. it's controversial because it's against. Well, it's not really against type, but against his type on stage. Hugh Jackman. Well, I can see that too because yeah. you need, uh, like, you need somebody who can do that. The you know classy British gentleman, British gentleman, mm. but also has some sexy grunt behind them. And so if you could take, like, the boy from Oz and Wolverine and... So, yeah, just mix Peter Allen and Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I've seen two. that movie, <laughs> and I don't think it was for general audiences. Um, <laughs> so, well, yeah, because it, it is a big thing, and I, I think Jackman could handle it. Mm. Um I'd take him over Hasselhoff yeah. for sure. I'd probably go in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. I I do like Hugh Jackman and I think it is the best choice, but I think it's scarier to have, you know, he's this thin little nerdy guy who's mm-hmm. never there and is always at his work. And to have that kind of person turn into a monster, not a big strong man, but someone who's sort of got that really stringy muscle and becomes a bit of an animal. Are you talking like, about yourself, Patrick? Like, yes, it's me. <laughs> Patrick um, Aiken. Actually, you know what? No. Having seen you in Bat Boy... Having been in Bat Boy, I'm going to... Say I'm no. going to annex <laughs> this one. I'm going to pull a China at the UN and shut this down. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, I think, I think Christian Ball would be interesting. Yeah, all right. He's a very good singer, and I'd, ju- I'd like to see him do something scary, because it's mm. never the role he's given. But I think Jackman is a better choice because I think it would be a huge risk. Well, I've recently rewatched Chappie, where oh. Jackman plays the evil, well, not the villain, basically. Mm. He's very Australian, very dirty, very yeah. willing to do anything to get his way. I think that is definitely something he could bring to the role. But on that, if we're going kind of someone who can really transform Aaron Tate. Tate, I think. You think he's got a, a hide in him? I would be interested to see if he does because I haven't seen, I've only ever seen like the Jekyll side of him. Mm. Mm. It'd be very interesting to see him transform. Can Richard E. Grant sing? Oh my gosh. Oh. Because he's, 
wonderful and I reckon he'd be fantastic at being yeah. scary. It, it's an older cast yeah. and I feel like you'd have to go full period piece and have it as the older man being wedded to a young lady as Emma. But I, I love Richard E. Grant and I yeah. don't know if he can sing, that, but if a, he can, if they do the movie, maybe we can get some Richard E. Grant <laughs> in there. Somebody else can voice it if it's a problem. It'll be a, it'll be a Zac Efron in High School Musical 1. We don't yeah. need him to sing it. <laughs> Why Speaking is of Zac, now that you've of... brought it up, <laughs> John, I'm putting Zach in the role of John. He could maybe do a Simon Stride. I reckon. But I think John Artisan. Zach is the waiter in the love scene. <laughs> Spotlight waiter. <laughs> Spotlight waiter isn't a real character. I cannot stress uh, this shouldn't. enough. But we're writing Zach into the show as Spotlight waiter and that's it. He could be Simon, I think, I think as the opposing yeah. love interest. Um, for like all, who all the audience is like, why is she not picking him? Mm. Why? <laughs> is that what you want, though? Is that what you want from you? Because Simon's often given this kind of, he's a bit lecherous and gross. I always feel like he was very arrogant. Yeah, I can yeah. see Zac Efron playing almost like a frat boy from the 1800s. Like someone who's coming <laughs> from a really good family, mm. knows he's got a good background, knows that all the women should be into him, and he's just kind of cocky about it and be like, yeah, you should totally marry me. Look at me. I'm Look Simon. At me. I am Simon. Look at, me. Look at I Simon's have, abs. I've Come taken, on, Emma. I've taken my shirt off for no yeah. reason. Check it out. I know it's your engagement party, whatever. I gave it to that waiter standing over there. <laughs> do, do you think the show works as, as um, like not a period piece? Could we just reset it entirely in the modern day? Yeah, I think so. With equivalent characters. Yeah. I, 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 you could show and Hyde has keep definitely the, been... Keep all the same music, though, I mean. Like... Yeah, there there aren't any real references except for the in Murder Murder. The, no, sorry, in a live reprise where they're waiting for a train. Mm. We I have think. trains. Yeah, but they're like it's like it's like a train clock and it's yeah. period. But other than that, I think you can switch it around. I, have, I think that's all I've got for cast. I've got one more okay. for Lucy. Yeah, Amber Gray. Now. I'm again. This is. Um, That's I saw. Colors, I, I was they? on Broadway recently, oh. so uh, no. Um, have you listened to the Great Comet soundtrack? I have. She's Helene the slut, and she does right. the song "Charming," and she's got this wonderful smoky voice, and I just she gives off that sort of seductive feel, and she's just such a wonderful, wonderful performer. What's her belt like? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. But having, <laughs> having brought it up. I think that this entire cast could be played by characters from Avenue Q. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So Lucy the Slut yes, as Lucy. Slut as Lucy. Kate Monster, Kate Monster, Monster is, Emma. is Emma. Princeton slash Trekkie. Yeah, Princeton slash Trekkie. <laughs> I was just saying it's Trekkie. <laughs> oh, and then dear. you've got um, Simon is Rod. Um, oh, Sir Danvers maybe... You use Rod there. Yeah, I, I think maybe John... Well, John would be uh, Brian. Bad News Bears can be the board. <laughs> <laughs> and Christmas Eve. <laughs> and Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve yeah. has to be there. Christmas, yeah. Hang on, what? Christmas Eve is on the board? Be ladies Beck like mm. Beckinsfield. Oh, okay. Beckinsfield. All right. Oh, I suppose well, there's the Dreamcast. Uh, Gary... Uh, <laughs> Gary Coleman? Simon Who's Gary Strive? Coleman? The teacher. Simon What's her name? Oh, Mrs. Thistletwat. Thistletwat, yeah. No, yeah, Thistletwat should be <laughs> Bessie. Um, <laughs> so we've got Simon Stride and and John. Well, uh, you, you've got 
Well, so Rod's on the board. No, I think Rod plays Sir Danvers. I, well, he's on the board. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, he doesn't die. So, well, we're running out of characters, I guess. We've got the cardboard boxes. I, I guess Gary Coleman is Simon. Yep. Yes, yes. Yeah. Gary Coleman is Simon. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, the cardboard boxes can be the chorus. They come alive on the street and yeah. sing facade. Murder, murder. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. Um, <laughs> the moving boxes singing on the front bit. It's yeah, called no, a It's facade. done. Dreamcast. And what then about, um, with sorry, Richard E. Grant. <laughs> Ernie. Ernie. Rod. Ernie Puppet. No, Rod? Rod, is, Rod is Bert. Nikki, sorry, Nikki. I was thinking of Nikki the whole time when I was saying Rod. God, I'm a fool. So that makes Nikki John Addison. John. Yeah. And we can have Ricky. <laughs> I, know, I, think, I, think, I think Brian's John. Yeah, okay, Brian is yeah, John. So he's, he's kind of the, the friend. Where's Nikki then? Is, is, is Jekyll Hyde Nikki and Ricky? Nikki and Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you have to put Princeton in as Jekyll, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It has to be Jekyll. And Trekkie Monster is Hyde. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Well, we've got our dream cast. It's the <laughs> cast of Avenue Q. Um, I would pay to see that production. It would right. be fun. Let's make it. it happen. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, let's, let's move on. Contribute to Patreon now. All right. So Jekyll and Hyde is... Surprisingly controversial. Um, what top five list does it belong on? Top five shows where an actor plays two lead parts. Avenue Q would be another. Avenue Q would be another. Do you include shows um, like Lacage, where there's I think a character playing character, another though. character? No. No, no okay. That, yeah. Well, then, yeah, it's probably in the top five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What about top five horror musicals? Because there's not a lot. There are not a lot. Um, and Jekyll Hyde has great moments. It also has some messy bits, which we've discussed. Yeah, it but does I still have think scary it could get moments. Yeah, and I still think it could get into that top five, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what other horror musicals do we have? Well, Carrie. Carrie is a horror. Little Shop. Yeah. Little Shop would count. It's more yeah. sci-fi. I, no, I, no, think it's, I think yeah. it's comedy horror. Yep. Yeah. Dracula, but I don't think Dracula did very well, so I don't think it would make did the Dracula top five. Did Dracula even make Broadway? Oh, we only doing Broadway. Oh, no, yeah. we don't have to only no, do Broadway. We don't, we don't but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. No. Dracula didn't get a warm reception, I don't think, so I don't think it would push out. What about Evil Dead? Evil Dead, yes. Yeah. Another comedy yep. Okay, horror? yeah, there's, we've got a top five list, and yeah. I think it yeah, would yeah, be yeah, in yeah. that top five, especially with over 1,500 performances. Mm. Like, you've got to pay that kudos. Mm. Um, what else have we got? Honestly, I'm going to put this top five... Female duets. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. Really? Like have anything else in the show. Really? Uh, there are so in his eyes. In his eyes is pretty. Top five female duets. Out of all, because we've already got like, like I'm not big on Wicked, but For Good, for good is a good female duet. There's it is. A, but it are is. there not many others? What are some others? There are, there are a fair few. But not that give you that a, sort oh. of soaring vocal quality. Yeah. Bitch, slut, liar, whore. I wouldn't put that top five. That's a good song. Uh, that's, but that's also another... A lead playing, lead playing two, two roles. roles. Toxic yeah. Avenger. Another horror musical. Another horror yeah. musical. We've got list. It's all good. <laughs> We've backed it up. <laughs> so sorry hey, for the profanity. It is a song title. Top five. I'd put it definitely top five wild horn. Top five mm. most rewritten shows. 
It's up there. It's Top five unexpected successes. I mean, was it unexpected? It, well, me looking at the show and listening to it and then reading about it, I was very surprised and happy for that it that it did, it did so, well. so well. And the number of times that it was rewritten before mm. it got onto Broadway, I don't think they were expecting yeah. it to be a huge success. Um, so maybe, top, yeah. Top five most reworked shows. So any shows have such a history of being changed so constantly. That's what I just said. I like literally <laughs> just said that. Oh, wait, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, my goodness. I'm wow. so sorry, Maria. Oh, my so God, bored. Patrick. Like, way to mansplain. I literally um, just mansplained all over it, this podcast. <laughs> can we put it on David Hasselhoff's top five shows? Yeah, top five Hasselhoff musicals. He's been in a few, but I, I know. Probably but I think this is going to be the top five. Top five worst shows for women to be in. Worst roles for women. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, no. The music is good, yeah. <laughs> Worst female representation of characters, yeah. Because <laughs> I think, like, this show wants to have good roles for women, but it just They're fails just plot miserably devices, on yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, shall we move on? Yes. Yeah, yeah. What can we learn from Jekyll and Hyde? There's evil inside us all. The bit on the front is called the facade. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned from Jekyll uh, and Hyde. Did you there not already know that, though? Really? Oh, it confirmed my words. suspicions. <laughs> there are not many words that rhyme with alive. But all of no. them are in this show. <laughs> all of them are in this show. Can you rhyme it with being alive? Um, I, I guess... Oh, it, it, some versions, if you have good and evil in there, I, I, I think it takes away from the lesson. But, you know, like, don't deny the impulse to sin. Like, mm. a, a lot of, like, the good and evil, it's about people denying the evil mm. that is in them. And that's what drives the problems. Abstinence is not key. <laughs> the answer. <laughs> um, I learned that nothing kills a show like too much exposition. We all learned that from Urinetown. Well, I wasn't here. I didn't get to pick Urinetown. Guess who would have picked Urinetown if Zane? This is a rant I've had to Zane. My favorite musical of all time is Urinetown. He walks on on the second pod and goes, "This isn't really my favorite musical. It's probably in the top ten. It moves around, but we're doing Urinetown." Not necessarily. I was appalled and offended. But anyway, we can move past. I can't move past that, but we as a group probably should. Um, But yeah, I think this is a classic example of listening to a show and realizing that you're being given exposition and that's slowly wearing you down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything else? Explicitly? Oh, Cuccioli is an amazing man. That's what I learned. That is a big role and he did well. I've never heard of him before or ever again. But <laughs> well done. But well done. Um, I that role might have actually mm. killed him and ruined his career, but um, while he was there, it was great. Um, I... I think the lessons of the show are really obvious. Well, mm. it's every like, second, here's every Jekyll and Hyde. It. You know what it's about. There's good, there's evil. You know, it's all about balance. I think you can learn from example that just get away from abuse as quickly as possible. Mm. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's what Lucy had to learn is like get out before... Yeah. Before before anything Or you get can't. strangled by someone's yeah. alter ego. And to be fair, she did try to escape twice. Yes. And got, and got brought back in. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Is that, is that all we've learned? I mean, 
the lessons in this are super obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the show gives you the lessons, and that's what it wants to do, and it does that very well. And yeah. we've been quite cheeky with Jekyll and Hyde, but it's not a terrible show. I have to stress that. It's fun. The music is fun. It's very it's big. It's very entertaining to watch and be a part mm. of. It, it's, it is... I think the exposition gets to you when you're just listening to it. Yeah, exactly. And that's not how we're meant to consume theatre. This show isn't meant to be listened to and read on a Wikipedia page. And that's what I did today. So if I was harsh and you love the stroke. And the fire really add to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's another lesson. When in doubt, burn someone on stage. The magic of theatre will save everything. (laughs) The magic of theatre will save everything. Um, I, I guess there's a lesson in there somewhere about, you know, a really good hit song is going to help you sell a show too. Mm. Like, and it has is, a couple. This is the moment. Right at the start of the show, yeah. everyone gets what they paid for and then everything after that's a bonus. Yeah. Yep. Good. That's I'm it. done. I learnt stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Stuff. I learned plenty. We learned I learned a whole stuff. new show today. <laughs> well done. Thanks, Patrick. No, thank you, Mr. Zane C. Weber and Ms. Miranda <laughs> Selwood. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right, well, that's the end of the episode. Thanks, Patrick, for joining us on short yeah. notice. Oh, it was for a learning all about Jekyll and Hyde and then sharing it with us. And I now have the soundtrack, so I'm probably going to listen to it a few times and then really regret being a little bit harsh on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. It, that's often the case that the more you listen to shows, mm, they grow on you. Them. Yeah. And um, being alive will definitely just go round and round and round in your head for a few weeks yet. So enjoy that one. <laughs> being alive. And we are not about blindly praising musicals. We're here to learn lessons from musicals. And sometimes that's learning what not to do. Yes. So, but uh, yeah. So do you have anything you want to plug? Patrick. I'm not in anything at the moment, which is, I think is the best. No, for, I think it's for sad. most people in um, the local sad. community. Oh, thank you, Miranda. You That's should so get kind. in something. Get in something. Um, what I am going to get into is just encouraging people. We know that there's a. You'll probably be listening to this show. You have friends who are making art in the community, whether it's visual art, theatre, podcasts, music. Your job for the next week is to go and support them in some way that you can, whether it's seeing their show, encouraging other people to see their show, maybe writing a review on their podcast or recommending it to a friend. Oh, you're really um, shoehorning that in there, thanks. I felt like it was a very natural transition. <laughs> thank you, Zane Weber. I'm an untrained actor, thank you. So please, if you just hold back on that well, critique. Untrained that actor, note. partially trained dentist. And oh, definitely not. Fully trained <laughs> speech, speech pathologist? pathologist? Something like that. Something yeah, like that. something like that. Well, on the note of leaving us a lovely review, mm. I see you have an iPhone there. I do. Can you open your podcast app and we'll go in and step the audience through how to leave us a rating and a review? Is that the purple one that That's looks like it's a man but also a satellite symbol with a correct. couple of... Oh, good. Oh That's the one I'm gosh. looking at. A man with... Oh, my god! I think it's meant to be you listening to it, but it's also... A, it's very clever design. So Is I'm it? going into that. I'm going to go to the search section. Correct. Lovely. I'm going to type in... Musicals taught me. No, just everything. musicals. Oh, enough. it brought it up just yep. for musicals. Well, you should be the first one if you, you type in musicals. are the first one. And now, oh, there's like a list of podcast episodes, podcasts. I'm going to click podcasts. Yeah. Oh, and there's reviews. Yeah. So you just click review. Yep. Give us a rating and a review. You don't need to tell us what it is. We'll go and enjoy it later. I've already written you a five star <gasps> review because I listen to earlier podcasts and follow Ooh, instructions. Look at you, 
if you ever want to put me preach. in a show, I follow direction most of the time. <laughs> um, and that was one of the directions I followed. My review is under the title Dizzy Stuff. Your Dizzy Stuff. I'm Dizzy Stuff. Because <laughs> um, it is Dizzy Stuff, folks, and it's a, it's a great pod, so please leave a review. Well, while you are supporting all your friends in the arts, please feel free to support us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get... Stuff and things and things and stuff. That's true. Stuff and gear. You will get doodles every, every oh, week. Zane, Zane. What are we promising doodle. here, Zane? What have you brought me here to do? Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it Pictures, pictures. Yeah. Oh, pictures. Now, you won't get any this week because Julie's not here. Oh. Should I have been doodling this whole time? Maybe you should have been doodling, Miranda. I, look, I haven't got doodles, guys, but I do have you partially do. used tissues. In That's unacceptable and gross. Okay. Uh, so I you tried. won't get her used tissues, but we will be doing special mini episodes that only patrons will get. We won't be releasing them on the feed. So only patrons get these. This is new. This is dizzy stuff, folks. Yes, it is, it that's is. exciting. Right. Are they on musicals? It's new. Yes. Mini. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. So <laughs> they're about really short musicals. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to get my dollar a month out. Maybe two. <laughs> what? I know it could uh, be more. Let's see. So if I believe it's ten dollars a month, you get to actually pick one of the shows that we do oh my god and for 50 dollars a month you don't need to do this because you're already on it you get to actually join us and discuss a musical so that's just a few of the options yeah that 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 our patrons have so feel free to go on there that's uh patreon one dollar a month one dollar a month one dollar a month which is but i'm just i'm having business waves if you're putting on a show Become a Patreon subscriber, support some art in the community, and get your art out there to the listeners. That's what That's we're about. That's genius. He's on the money. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. He's in the <laughs> uh, I don't know the words. <laughs> so That's pretty good. Patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. All one word, all lowercase. You'll go to our Patreon page and you just click the subscribe, and that'll be it. If you want uh, more information on. Jekyll and Hyde and the stuff that we've spoken about on the, when we'll have Miranda's fabulous photo. My death uh, portrait. The, the death portrait. Uh, just go to our website, that's not canonproductions.com forward slash MTM EIK. And we might also pop it up on Facebook, facebook.com. Oh, absolutely. Musicals taught me everything I know. That's it. Yeah. Forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. If you have something short to tell us, Twitter. Twitter's the place to do it. At musicals teach me. What if it's longer? Probably email. Okay. Email's going to be better, and that's musicals taught me podcast at gmail.com. Wonderful. And Julie will probably reply to you on she, one of our shows. She loves writing letters. She we, does. Can't, we can't stop her she from writing letters. She may address it, dear dudes. I but. can't believe I miss Julie. I can't believe it. She'll be here next time, I'm sure. Till next time. Till next time. So, again, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Same mm-hmm. on Stitcher. And anything that you're listening to us on, Tell your friends, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks again, Patrick. Thank you. Bye, Patrick. Bye. Bye.
Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.